All right, folks, we are back uh, doing a little wrap-up. Brought in uh, our friend from last week's wrap-up, Rob, back on the show. Rob, it's good to uh, it's good to shoot the shit here on a Sunday night with you before the game starts. Oh, good to be with you, man. I mean, you know, if I say anything wrong, if I say anything bad, I have been drinking since 9 a.m. So, you know, just let me be. You know what I mean? It's an Eagle <laughs> Sunday. So, you know, you know how I do it. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, I mean, it's either I'm betting horses or, um, you know, I'm drinking and complaining about the Eagles or Phillies. Yeah, you know, um, your Twitter today, I, I kind of stay away from Twitter on Sundays just for the sheer <laughs> fact that it's, it's a cesspool. Um, yeah, my, my wife always tries to tell me, she's like, do me a favor, just put down your Twitter at the games or please don't tweet during Eagles games because the emotions that I have are I, just I was terrible. shocked. I, I told you I had my son's uh, track meet, right? Yes. And it's for like four or five-year-old kids. They get them out there, they run them in a circle or straight line or whatever they do i saw it half a dozen eagles fans just full <laughs> eagles here, right and i'm like wow that's crazy what are they doing here to get oh it's 4 30 oh it's 4 30 okay <laughs> yeah once we get i'll tell you what like we that. got a problem though rob i'm gonna need you to come down here uh uh my son did, didn't want to break so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some gate school, uh, you know. And to be honest with you, and I, he's my flesh and blood, but I have to drop him into an open claim. We might need to be a mating claiming uh, type. We, I don't think we're gonna break it in just a straight up uh, main special weight, unless you. Uh, we can maybe shockwave his uh, legs a little bit here. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you know, I'll call up Baffert. We'll see what we can do. You know, we okay. might get some, uh, yeah, I mean, we might get some injections two, three days out from the race. I mean, you know, a little pre-race, little, uh, you know, little things to go, and that's it, you know. Hey, look, he's getting first place. I don't care if it's only, <laughs> like, you know, a Best Buy gift hey. card that he gets. I don't care. Yeah, yeah that's all right. <laughs> all right, brother. Let's uh, Let's go over college football. Uh, bring up a few games that caught our eye. Obviously, Ohio State, Oregon. Um, Oregon really just controlled that game. C.J. Stroud, uh, I know you were watching the game from the truck because <laughs> you sure as fuck don't sound like you're working. Uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, I do have to work right now on Saturdays. But, uh, yeah, no, I had the game. <laughs> hope you're listening at my employer. But, yes, no. I did have the game on in my truck. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Oregon, I, I got to give them credit because coming into the game, I'll be honest with you, if you see my bets on Twitter, I, I really thought, Mich I really thought, I'm sorry, I really thought Ohio, uh, Ohio State could cover the spread, 14 and a half. I, I really like the under in the game, but boy, i tell you what, credit to Cristobal, credit to uh, Moorhead, who did a great job when he was at Penn State as the offensive coordinator. Maybe just the kind of guy Moorhead where he's not a head coach. He, you know, he went to Mississippi State. Things didn't work out too well, but seems like a perfect fit as an offensive coordinator. And I'll tell you what, I mean, we saw in the Minnesota game, Ohio State defense losing the talent they did last year to the draft. They're really not the same team defensively. And uh, they just did a masterful job on offense, I thought. I mean, they just kept scoring at every turn of the game. They took it to Ohio State in any chance they got. 
I keep I keep saying and pounding the drum. This Ohio State defense might have amazing talent across the board on it, but something's wrong. Something's wrong because they get absolutely gashed. And I'll tell you what, if if Ohio State goes, oh, well, this is the only loss we're gonna have this year, I beg to differ. I, I think I think there's a few more games on this slate that uh, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm extremely worried about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you read the headlines today. This morning on Twitter, I was searching around a little bit on Yahoo and the different stuff. I mean, looking around, Ohio State is in a full panic. I mean, even in the Minnesota game in the first half, even after the game, I didn't feel like Ohio State was that comfortable with everything that went on. And a lot of people that follow their team, certain podcasts, everything like that, I, I don't think they were 100% sold. And after yesterday, I mean, you know, I, that was a huge win. You know, credit to the Pac-12. Sometimes, you know, the Pac-12 over the last couple of years, we, we don't give a lot of credit to. We think maybe they dropped off a little bit, this and that. And, you know, in, in certain instances, maybe they did. But, I mean, I, I got to give them credit yesterday. I mean, coming in to the horseshoe like that and not kind of win, that was huge. I mean, that was – I don't care if it's an Ohio State team that is kind of down this year. That was a big win for the Pac-12 and Oregon, too. See, I just – I the Pac-12 is like – it's all over the board. It's schizophrenic because see Oregon do that. Washington is just clearly not a good team this year. I mean, it's just not there. I You know, I know they were high up on Phil Steele's surprise teams or you – know, was wasn't – Washington, like first or second, like the the surprise team this year. Uh, yes, and every one of my bets, especially some of the parlays for division winners, has Washington in there. So after week two, yeah, not that was a nice donation good. you made. They, you know, yeah, the books yeah, need go it. Go Huskies, man. yeah, go Huskies, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> you look at them, they're just. They, they don't have any type of offense, and I think their defense, which is actually, I, I think, pretty good, it's just on the field for 80, 80% of the game because they're going three and out. Uh, and, you know, it's a little bit of a different Oregon team. Like, I mean, you know, our age, our, our mid-30s, you're, you're so used to that Chip Kelly, Oregon, fast pace. You know, Crystal Ball brings a little bit of different. Crystal Ball's an East Coast guy even though he was at Alabama as a line coach. And then I believe he was at Florida Atlantic, if I'm right. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, at Alabama, and then he got the Oregon job. Even Rutgers, Rutgers wanted him to be the head coach right before Chris A. I'm sorry to throw that in there, but... Uh, well, you know, Rutgers, Rutgers called up Saban <laughs> 15 years ago, you know. 2-0, 2-0. But, there you you know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I got to get my promotion to Rutgers. But, no, nah, but I, I tell you, really... Hats off to Cristobal. Hats off to Moorhead. That that was a hell of a win. That that really impressed me. You know, I understand it might be Ohio State team that's down, but good for Oregon. That was a uh, big win for the Ducks. I'm going to take you a little bit outside your wheelhouse. Texas A&M barely, barely pulls on uh, in Denver to win 10-7 over the Buffaloes. I, I, this A&M team, you know, you kind of figured, kind of like with Texas, because I'll draw Texas in here. Uh, them losing to Arkansas. Uh, I it, like these freshman quarterbacks that get thrown into, they're not a hundred percent, you know, surefire hits all the time. No, absolutely not. I, I, you're a hundred percent right. And you know, I think the problem is too, 
with fan base. I know this from myself, from being a Rutgers fan. And, you know, I you pump up these guys. I, I think when you have bad quarterbacks, you're always looking who's the next thing, who's the next thing, especially at like Texas, you know, Texas A&M. You're, you're always looking, okay, like Texas A&M, who's going to be their next Manziel? Who's going to be their next guy? You, you know, when you put so much pressure on these young kids coming in and, you know, you've really seen in college football, think about it honestly, when does a freshman quarterback really come in and dominate? You, you know what I mean? It, it's not too often, but I think as a fan base, always you want to make yourself feel good. You know, this guy's the future. This guy's going to take us here, but boy, it's, it's just not a perfect science. I, I mean, it, it's very hard. And, and I think with A&M, you're seeing, I mean, these quarterbacks are just, they don't have a good handle on the offense. They're not Kellen Mond. And Jimbo Fisher is going to have to do something here to, to reinvigorate this offense. And conversely, you know, I know Texas, you want, look, you, it, Arkansas is not an easy place to play. Woo pig suey. It, it's <laughs> not easy. And they are good this year. Like they, coming into the season, we kind of all thought like Arkansas is like reasonably good. They're a good football team where they fit in, in, in the, like the the death group that is SEC West football, who knows? But I mean, Texas still a talented team. This is just kind of like, hey, you know, first coach coming in there, getting his program set up, setting up his uh, style of play. Do you think Texas is gonna, you know, be an up and down team this year? Or you think things settle out? Well, listen, I mean, I don't want to be a hater, but. Kyle Flood is their offensive coordinator. So, you know, <laughs> that's all, all roads lead, lead back to Piscataway folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah they all, all roads lead back to Rutgers, but no, you know, even I think Sarkeesian, you know, I really don't think he's a bad head coach, but I, I, I think one thing in college, you know, when these guys get a big time job like Sarkeesian, you know, so much pressure is put on them and, and right away, like they're supposed to beat in Arkansas, you know, they're supposed to be maybe third or fourth in the SEC. You know, but the SEC, I compare a lot to the Big Ten now. You see these bottom-level teams getting better. And even Arkansas, you know, they're, they're not as bad as they were. You know what I mean? And, and they're improving. In Texas, you know, th this is a rebuild. You know, this is Sarkeesian. This is his first year. I, I understand the fans, like Texas fans, you want to win, right? You know, everybody wants to dominate. Texas has that thing like a Michigan. You know, it, it's it, it's almost like they expect to be – 10 and two, they expect to be 11 and one, but you know what? Like Sarkeesian, he needs a little time in, in games like this. He's just not going to come in and beat up on these bad, you know, what's considered to be the bottom level of the SEC. But you know what? The bottom level of the SEC could be the top in, in these other divisions. Well, so, I don't know about that. I mean, well, Vanderbilt. Well, yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah. That, that's pretty tough. They did come back to win their game. They did. They did <laughs> come back, but, you know, it, it just goes to show you that in these divisions, you got to show up every Saturday and play. It's not going to be where, you know, you can just, oh, you can play half a game and win, right? Like, it's just, you know, it's very tough. These teams get up to play these kind of, you know, like a Texas, like a Michigan. Teams get up to beat big-time schools like that with bigger names. You know what I mean? So, I, I just think it takes time, you know? No, I, I completely agree. I'm a sit and wait kind of guy. 
speaking of guys that, you know, hey, is is it time? Last game we'll leave with is App State almost pulls off the upset against uh, your second favorite team, the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Paul Scoop uh, on the U was none too pleased about it. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy that show. You guys do a great job on that show. If you guys aren't listening – just for an entertainment value, even if you're not a Miami fan, either the scoop is a great podcast, you know, oh, it, it's I, a great that, place. If you want to just see people come on and, and rip every single thing, like I am, I'm, I've gone on there and said, you, y'all know, I'm not a Miami fan. Like I'm just an outside observer, like just giving an opinion. Now, if I say keep Manny Diaz or, or toss them, people hate me. Like, you know, I, I, <laughs> But, man, I'll tell you what, this team, if I'm a fan, I'm scared. App State's a good team. I wouldn't put them as anything special that you got to write home about. But they're a good team. You know, they can do a lot of things pretty well. Uh, but at a certain point, you're supposed to have a ton a ton more talent. You, it didn't look like it on the, on the football field. It, and it, they really easily could have lost that game. App State wide receiver – Hit, hit him right in the numbers and he let it go. Uh, what do you think about Miami going forward, man? I mean, is the U back? I mean, it, the whole ACC seems like it's up for grabs right now. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, okay, like uh, full discrepancy, I'm, I'm 36 years old. So, like, I grew up going to games, okay, I grew up going to games at Rutgers and watching Miami just be an absolute dominant force. I mean, Alabama to me growing up, I'm not sorry. Miami growing up was like in Alabama. I mean, they just dominated. I always thought of them as like, man, what, what it would be awesome to be a fan of that school, but almost like a Michigan and almost like a Texas, in my opinion, <laughs> they're always grasping at straws. You know, they always want to be back to where they were and they're just not, I, I mean, even in this game, that's you know, a great State's point. A decent that's team. a great yeah. point. App State is a decent team. I'm not saying, you know, that Miami, you know, beat a slouch or anything like that. But, like, this is Miami, right? This is, you know, I mean, this is Ed Reed, right? This is Jerome Brown. This is this is big-time football. Jerome McDougal, to name another Eagle, okay? <laughs> like, this is big-time – like, Miami is big-time football. Ray Lewis. I, I mean, I could go on and on. But it's just, you know, I, I just feel like – and they get good recruiting. You know, like, I follow rivals all the time. Miami is always in the top of recruiting. Manny Diaz does a great job, but as an in-game coach, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I mean, you know, I really just don't see it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I kind of agree with you. Um, I'm leaning towards that. But it's like, when do you start the rebuild? And, you know, you, you got to build your way up. I mean, Nick Saban didn't come in and go, well, you know, poof, Alabama is now the best team in the – and you, you have to take steps and you have to be right in what you do in the process to turn yourself into, into that kind of thing. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back on the other side of this, talk some National Foosball League, and uh, probably talk about why the Eagles are a paper tiger in the NFC East. And it's just the Cowboys uh, year. Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl team. And we'll be back with that right after this. 
Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. We got Power Sweep coming up. Going to be releasing that at the end of August. And get on board for Power Sweep at ncsports.com. Definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com. And like I said, you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh, with Stu and Bobcat every week here, as well as at North Coast Sports, ncsports.com. And we're looking forward to football season. What's going on? It's Matt Bernier from the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In the Money Media Network. Be sure to join us every Monday, occasionally Tuesdays, but for the most part, every Monday, however you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's YouTube, you name it, you can find it a million different places, including InTheMoneyPodcast.com. It's the Matt Bernier Show. Anything and everything to do with the world of horse racing. All right. So uh, our resident Eagle expert, most of the Eagles fans on Twitter hate him, um, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. I'm a chud. Uh, and, like and currently leading the NFC East, uh, Rob, on behalf of Eagles Nation, what would you see today? Eagles win big over the Falcons. Uh, Swift hitter. <laughs> Swifty uh, probably lost like, I don't know, 100 grand on that, right? You hate to see it. You hate to you see really it. Now, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of the most pessimistic fans. You know, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder. If you don't know me, if you first started following me, it's one of the things I pride myself on. I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm a fanatic. My wife will tell you my basement. I've still seen pictures of my basement. It's, it's insane. I'm going to have to sleep in that place. <laughs> and I am, I'm worried the yeah, ghost we're, we're, of Randall Cunningham's coming for me. No, we got a guest room for him. We got a guest room for him. But no, I, I mean, you know, listen, I'm a diehard like anybody. You know, I, I grew up, my dad took me to games. I'm a diehard. I really just don't expect much from this team. They played well today. You know, it was really what I expected, honestly. I bet the Eagles, and very rarely do I bet a Philadelphia team. I just thought their lines could dominate. They have a better offensive line and defensive line. Then Atlanta. I mean, Hurts played okay. He played decent. He made some nice throws, missed some throws. Sanders was good. Devontae Smith was impressive. You know, nice debut for the kid, considering that most of our wide receivers that we drafted in the first round are horrific. Hey, Jalen Rieger was out there just <laughs> catching balls. Yeah, left and right. he caught a touchdown pass today. I mean, you know, it was just one of those days. Like, I honestly thought they would win this game. And, you know, it's early in the season. It's a win. They still have a tough schedule. I, you know, they're a six win team, Max. I'm not going to get crazy if you see, you know, obviously you're going to see my tweets. I mean, listen, for this one week, I'll think they're going to the Super Bowl, but um, it was a nice debut. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get crazy, but it was definitely a nice debut. Nice to see the coach get a win. He took a lot of heat from the Philly. The Philly media is relentless. I mean, you see. Oh, really? No, you don't say. (laughs) You see players and coaches come here that the first meeting Sirianni had, he did not talk well in the press conference and, he was even stunned when he first got into the press conference. He said, is there this many reporters that cover one team? And uh, Philly's just a different place. I, I mean, it's just if you follow Philly sports and you're in the area like I am, I mean, the Eagles are just king. The Eagles are on the, you know, they're on the radio 365, 
the Eagles are the most important thing. So um, it, it was definitely a good debut. Uh, Cowboys, are they still how, – how likely is it the Cowboys win the East? Your, I would your... put it – honestly, I would put it probably over 60%. I, I mean, they have the best offense. I mean, Eagle fans are going to hate me for saying that, but let's be honest. They got Amari Cooper. They got C.D. Lamb. You know, as much as I – if you look back at previous tweets from years ago, I mean, I, you know, there's me hating on Prescott, but I'll just be dead honest with you. I mean, the guy has turned into a phenomenal quarterback. If, they, if the Cowboys can't win the East this year, with the Eagles paying $30 million to a quarterback playing for another team, okay, the, the Giants, who for some reason can't figure out the offensive line. Here, oh, I, got a great, I got a great stat for you. Dan, Danny Dimes has quarterbacked 27 NFL games. He's thrown a pick in 22 of them. <laughs> you hate to see it. The yeah, pride you really Duke. do. Yeah, you know, the pride of Duke. I, I mean, they're another team. They go out and spend $80 million, $90 million in the offseason, and they do nothing to improve the offensive line. And I bet them today. You know, I bought into the Giants hype a little bit. I like the Galladay move. I thought they'd be better. Uh, they were horrific today. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater coming into your building. I mean, I haven't felt that way about Teddy Bridgewater since he came in with Louisville, and he beat us to go to the Orange Bowl on one leg. And, you know, well, actually, I mean, hey, just... that game, he, he Teddy's got three legs. Okay, yeah, and, you, you see, know, you've and... seen the picture. <laughs> you've seen the picture. Yeah, he's he's back in heat. He's back in heat. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Washington today. Okay, I, I'm just gonna honestly tell you. You know, if you're an NFC East fan, and I don't want to be mean if we have any Washington followers, but any 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 NFC East fan, I'll tell you, there's three teams. The Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Nobody in the NFC cares about Washington. Nobody. <laughs> they don't. And you know what's crazy? It's they. I thought. I think they they're the most interesting team. Yeah. Because they could go back to the playoffs again. Oh, or absolutely. Could, or or things could go off the rails. Oh, absolutely. Listen, like you they're called trading last this thin year. line that's like incredible. Listen, when you had Swift on last year. You know, that, that was one of the first episodes I listened to your show, and I'm like, this guy's picking the Redskins? I, I remember tweeting you. I'm like, I almost drove off the road when you picked Washington. I'm like, he's, but you know what? You were right. I mean, you know, and that defensive line is really good, but it's just, you know, Fitzpatrick gets hurt in his first game. I, it's just, oof, I, I don't know on offense. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I guess the other, I, I think the most surprising outcome and I bet the Packers, Packers just get blown the hell out. I mean, that wasn't even funny what happened to them. Uh, the Saints beat them 41-3, 38-3, I forget. 38-3, Jameis Winston, I mean, just. I mean, he, he didn't have to. I mean, was he working with a short field the entire game? <laughs> I mean, they just up and down the field. I, I know Green Bay really doesn't have a great defense, but I mean. You know, and it's funny with all the offseason drama with Green Bay, right? Rodgers puts them through this soap opera. I, I mean, this just unbelievable, like, I'm leaving, uh, I'm missing that, you know, and just, oh, my God. I, I mean, and to come out and play a game like that. I'm going to ask you a question, Rob. Sorry, I'm ask sorry, you a question. sorry, I got noise going on in the background. My wife's throwing out bottles. No worries, no worries. You got hey, ten cents, okay? Ten cents. Uh, Rob, have you ever heard of a quarterback 
getting five touchdown passes, but not eclipsing 150 yards. <laughs> it is just I, that that was I mean, you, you know, you talk about certain things, right? If you come out and you give the stats, I mean, you just give the stats today. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers, right? 15 to 28 for 133 yards. Okay, I'll be honest with you. If you said a quarterback today is going to throw those stats, I would have said that's Jalen Hurts, right? And then you come out and you say Winston's going to go 14 for 20 for 148 yards. What do you think the final score is? 9-6? No, it's 38-3. to I mean, you know, it's turnovers, short fields, and that's why these – you know, one thing that Stu and his crew do during the week when they're talking college football, one thing I really learned from these guys – they follow box scores and they really look at the stats. If you're really looking to get into sports betting, following these games, do yourself a favor. Really get into the stats of the game. Look at the yards. And, you know, that that really is a key. Because you look at this box score, right? You're thinking, oh, Winston had to go for 350, right? Alvin Kamara had to go for all these yards and this and that. Not the case. Not the case at all. I, th- I thought really what it boiled down to is, it just looked like an offense that didn't really have a clue what, what was going on. They couldn't establish a running attack. Um, they got behind so quickly that they were trying to force the pass. And Rodgers just looked uncomfortable. He didn't look like himself in that game. And he's apt to those games a couple times a year, you know, just. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So starting off. Starting off, that's tough. I mean, works in my favor. I, I was going against them in uh, fantasy league, so you hate to see that. Uh, one last game I want to bring up because I think it's it's pretty cool. Mac Jones comes in, has a really nice performance up against the Dolphins. Uh, Jalen Waddle shows shows out in his rookie debut. Tua looked um, competent. I'm I'm not going to say he's Patrick Mahomes, but he. He looks like a guy that can be competent enough to lead a team, you know, which I think is huge. I mean, listen, you got, yeah, I, I know the, I know your, your friend, the Bobcat, I know he was going nuts. Oh, he's he not a friend Jones. of mine after UAB. We're, <laughs> we're taking a break. We're on hiatus. <laughs> we're all on hiatus. Yeah. The UA, no, UAB plus 28. <laughs> You're stupid. If you don't take that. I, I, I knew yesterday when, when I'm out at dinner, I'm getting yelled at by my wife because she's like, could you stop looking at the game on your phone? I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I'm looking, UAB gets down to the 10-yard line. I'm like, oh, God, please just score a touchdown. Get within get within 28. He throws a pick six to Georgia. They go back up 48 nothing. But, um, no, I mean, today he had to be fired up. Yeah, Matt Jones, who played a decent game. Tua, you know, Tua to me is a game manager maybe. I mean, that, that's to me what he's going to be at his best. But Flores has built a good defense. They got Waddle now. I, I can't lie to you. I'm the type. I'm the kind of Eagle fan where I'm hoping the Dolphins lose because we get their first round pick. But you know what? He's building something down there in Miami, and uh, you know they're just they're, they're a good team. Honestly, they're just a solid, sound team. I, I don't think they do anything outstanding. I think Tua's a good game manager. I think Waddle and Parker. You you know you got Miles Gaskin there from Washington, who. You know, he was really a steal in the draft. You know, I agree. A lot of people overlooked him because he was. If you follow, I know you did. If you really follow college football, Miles Gaskin was a nice running back. He's fat. He's he's not 
he's not your typical running back. He's he's lanky. He's real skinny. He's not very tall. Um, he's just not built like a like a running back you would think. But man, they utilized him on so many outside sweeps and run running back dumps into the flat that he would just. I mean, he's just super fast. I mean, I don't think he runs like a four three something, but it, it plays like a four three in pads. Like no, he, absolutely. He, yeah, he's just lightning quick. No, they had a nice offense when he was there. I mean, John Brown was there at the uh, John uh, Ross. John Ross, that's it. Yeah, John Ross. And, and, and they uh, had uh, Jake who Locker, was the quarterback. Yeah. No, no, no. Who was no? It was the other quarterback, Browning. No, it wasn't Browning. It was Locker. No, no. Uh, Browning was there. Locker was there. Locker went like maybe the 14 draft, the 13 draft or something like that. Browning was the quarterback when Gaskin was there. What is Jacob Eason? I don't know. Well, we're going to get back to this. We're going to get back to this and talk about the 2015 uh, quarterback room at, at Washington. But yeah. 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 I'll, I'll be breaking down the 2015 Sam Bradford. He can say later on in another podcast. So just yeah, excellent. <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, yeah. I just wanted to wrap it up. Uh, was there anything that, you know, outside of those that, you know, really caught your eye today? Anything you, you, you wanted to uh, go, man? Well, listen, one thing, one thing I love to see, I love to see Carson Wentz follow me because not go down. I like to see them lose, even though he played the whole game. You hate to see it. I'll tell you what, Urban Meyer, let's talk about Urban Meyer for a minute. What is your thoughts? Because I'll tell you what, I'm more of a contrarian. Like, I see people on Twitter, they hate Urban Meyer, right? They don't think he's going to be – I mean, this guy's won everywhere he's went. But if you listen and if you followed Urban Meyer, can this guy handle losing 10 to 12 games in an NFL season? Because he's – you know, this isn't him. So I, I want to get your opinion on Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, uh, his first coaching gig was before he hit Florida, before he hit Ohio State, was at Bowling Green, mm-hmm. right? And he turned that Bowling Green team around. He turned that program in from nothing into something. Then went off to Utah and did the same exact thing there. In fact, you can, you know, you could say Utah's living off what he did you know, 25 years ago. Uh, for me, I, I it's going to take him some time. There's just not enough talent on there, on that team yet. Uh, I think losing at TN really – they have a nice wide receiving core, right? They James Robinson and TN and, you know, Trevor, he's going to put it together eventually. I mean, the kid could sling it. On paper, it's going to come together. The defense, you see, like, Clavion Chason has shown moments. That defense is, like, it's it's okay on paper, but, man, it's just not there yet. And it's probably going to take a couple of years for them to wholesale make the changes. I mean, you can do it uh, yeah. pretty quick, but, you, you know, you got to get after it. I think he'll get there, I but, you know, uh, college coaches very rarely ever do anything in – the NFL I think what outside of Barry Switzer who was gifted the gig and Jimmy Johnson I can't think of any others now you've seen a lot I mean 
Uh, I know his name. Peterson? Doug Peterson, you can make that case. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Yeah, I mean, he came really. He was only a high school coach. And then he just sat behind Andy Reid being the offensive coordinator, assistant coach. I mean, it's definitely uh, Dick Vermeil. Okay, Vermeil yeah, Dick Vermeil's a good LA, one. You know, but it, it was definitely, if, if you read, like I, I was just reading one of the um, great sports writers in Philadelphia, Ray Dittinger, his book. And uh, he talks about um, Dick Vermeil in there. I mean, when Dick Vermeil first came to the NFL, he couldn't handle the losing. I mean, he was so stressed out. They had such a bad team. That's going to be the thing to me. Can Urban Meyer almost like stay in the kitchen long enough to cook a masterpiece or is it just going to blow up before dinner time? You know what I mean? Well, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point too. And, and I hope it doesn't, you know, he's got that, uh, he's got that, uh, I don't know, the, the brain thing going on, the headaches, the migraines. Yeah. Big I, cat had, big cat had a hilarious tweet today when they had, he was laying down on the sidelines for so long when he was at Ohio State. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. You got to love Big Cat. Shout out to Big Cat. All right. Oh, yeah. Rob, where can people find you? And uh, any any early bets for next week? You got Listen, anything you like? You, you can always find me on my Twitter account. I mean, people love to come at me. Listen. I'm RR Eagles 20 on Twitter. I mean, listen, I, I gamble almost every day of the week. So if you're looking for tips at Yonkers, follow me. <laughs> if you're looking for horrendous Eagles takes, me cooking food, you know, whatever you want. Uh, or early bets for next week. I don't want to put Stu on the spot. <laughs> listen, I, I'll make my mortgage payment every once in a while, but, you know, I'm going to take three or four months worth of mortgage payments, okay? And we're putting it all on Michigan State. No pressure. We're betting Michigan State money line next week. That's that. That's where we're going. I, I mean, we've had to listen to Stu and, and this Mel Tucker fan club for, for months. So, listen, it's time to make some cash. Folks, load up everything on Michigan State. Well, I'll tell you this. As a preview of coming attractions this week, we got the odds on us truth. Uh, I went three and one, four and all. Oh, if you didn't bet the Western Kentucky money line, just took the seven points. Uh, you were all over the over, though. You like the over. Too. Oh, yeah. I should I should have just pushed that over up to like 60. But you live and you learn. Um, so odds on us truth. Going to come back on there. I'll have some picks. My picks that, uh, for that show out. I don't know. I think they come out Wednesday or Thursday morning. And as always, Thursday morning, the Bob Crack, uh, Chris Van Dyne, and our buddy J.C. Shelton. We're coming back on Thursday morning for the college football pick show. Uh, we might get some horse racing in this week, some early word, uh, maybe Tyler Hoffman, if he ain't too scared or drinking out of the Gallup out juice. King. The Gallup uh, out King is back. Yeah, the Gallup out King. Yeah, he's out galloping out. Uh now that there's no Santa Anita, he's just out there on the streets, okay? I'm um, serious, though. If you do bet racing and you do bet California racing, Tyler's trip notes are worth it. This kid, let me well, tell you something. They're, we they're done so. I'm breaking news. They're done so. Oh, they're done so. <laughs> he, said, he said he's he's tired. He's taking a break. He's going to come back. Uh, if you shoot him a very back, nice though. email, I'm sure you could get something going. 
Yeah, no, they're definitely. Let me tell you something. He's a sharp handicapper. I, him and Stu always joke around, but Tyler is worth the follow. He knows what he's talking about with those. Yeah, he's worth the follow for you know, so you can see when I burn his ass on Twitter. <laughs> uh, or if you want to listen to Dodgers final oh, scores, Jesus, and Dodgers this guy. dogs and the rest. Yeah, he beats the Dodgers to death like uh, Trevor Bauer. Anyway, um, thank you, Rob. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you back Thursday here on the Stewcast. And uh, next week, I, I think we're going to have a special guest. Maybe uh, well, I'll, I'll save the surprise. I'll save the surprise, see if it works out. But anyway, until then, we'll see you later this week.